Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever it may be for you right now. This is Lose the Taboo on Mental Health with Jared Cash. Buckle up, get ready, we going for a ride. Hey everybody, it's great to be with you here again. I am riding solo this episode. I hope you enjoyed last episode talking about OCD with Michael McCullough and getting to break that down a little bit. It's always comforting if you struggle with something similar whenever they share. It's also comforting just in the overall general mental illness to be able to know that you're not walking through this mental illness thing alone and just getting to understand people a little bit better and struggles that they have and and the victories that they've seen and how God's revealing things to them as he's revealing things to you. As you know, one of our main goals on here, first of all, is to help encourage and provide hope as we walk through this journey of mental illness and to, and to try to see Jesus in, in, in right in the middle of it, because Jesus is right in the middle of mental illness. But then also, we want to figure out, as we do that, how can we best manage our mental illness? How can we do our very best in our role and what we can do to make sure that we are setting ourselves up for success so that we can keep our eyes focused on Jesus, so that we can keep running back to Him who who gives us our true identity and purpose. So today, I want to touch on a couple things that are maybe common knowledge, maybe something that you're like, well, duh, but it's things that we need to keep talking about because we're not doing them very well overall. Uh, A lot of us probably aren't in the position we'd want to, not in the ideal position. So yes, we may have heard it, we may know it, but we've got to keep touching on it until we actually do something about it because it really does make a difference. I like to think about it in the sense of a gas tank. And I've used this before when preaching. Uh, when you're driving your car, unless you have an electric car, if that's the case, nice. But just think if you had a car that required fuel in it. Whenever you're driving down the highway, Whenever your car has that that light that goes off and it makes a little beeping noise indicating that you're low on gas, you have a couple different options. You can either look for the nearest gas station and pull over and fill up your car with gas, or as a lot of people like to do, you can push it. You can push the limits, not physically push it at this point, but push the limits. You can say, I will get a gas station later. Uh, I don't love the prices right here. And you can keep going. And lots of times what happens is, you go and you go and you're too busy to get it right then or you forget about it and then you can get right on the edge of running on empty and maybe you're one of those people that have actually run out of gas on the highway and you had to either go and get a siphon and be able to pour some gas in there or you had to go and find some some people to help you push your car to a gas station i've never actually run out of gas but i've gotten so close that it almost just freaked me out so many times But when that happens, you have to fill up your car with gas if you want to keep going, if you want to reach your destination. You can't just get out, and I like to say, rub the hood of your car and and say nice things to your car, and your car is going to say, I don't have fuel, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing for you because you're saying nice things to me. That's not how it works. It's not Transformers. We have to actually get out and pump gas into our car so that it can continue to go where we're wanting it to go. Same thing applies to our life. We have different tanks. We have a physical tank, we have an emotional tank, we have a mental tank. 
And all of those tanks need to be filled up. And you could say maybe spiritual tank, but I don't want to lump that in into this category right now. But we have these tanks, and if we're not careful, we can push ourselves and push ourselves and push ourselves past our limits to where we have no energy, we're completely fatigued, we have not allowed our mind to rest, we have not allowed our emotions to rest, we have not allowed our body to rest, and we end up trying to run on empty, and we have no gas in the tank. We don't have what it takes to be able to keep walking through life in a healthy manner. So that's what I want to touch on. I want us to look at that. What are some of the things that we can do on a regular basis? They're small things, easy things that we do have control over that will make a big difference, that will help fill up our tank. And so the first one I want to touch on, which is one of those that can be a sensitive subject because it means that we have to give up some of our time, but it's getting sleep. Getting the right amount of sleep makes the biggest difference Yet, we sacrifice our sleep all the time. My counselor puts it in a way, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, but puts it in a way that's kind of like, well, duh, that, that makes sense. Why have I been sacrificing sleep? But if, if we know that sleep is so important to giving us the energy for the next day, if we know that it's required to be able to have a healthy, functional day the next day, why do we sacrifice it so easily? Why do we push it off and not get the sleep we need? If, if we knew that we had a peanut allergy, and if we knew that we would eat these peanuts, it would make us have an allergic reaction and send us to the hospital, there'd be no question. We would just say, don't even have peanuts in my home. Anyone that's around me, please don't eat peanuts. We would easily put up boundaries with that. But for sleep, something that we know is so valuable, something that we know could send us into a terrible place, we just flirt with the boundaries. We say, ah, well, I'm going to watch another movie, or I really want to get this done, or I don't feel like going to bed yet, and we push it and we push it, and then we wake up in the morning with way less sleep than, than we required, and we wonder what happened. It's really interesting. I looked up the National Sleep Foundation. They have guidelines, and they advise adults to sleep seven to nine hours and teenagers to sleep eight to ten hours. Now, that's not for two days worth. That's for one night. And many of you, if you were to look at it, I bet you'd say, I may be hitting the bottom of that range, but lots of nights I'm not. For me, there's a lot of times that I, as much as I know I need sleep, I push it and I say, man, I really want to watch a Netflix show or I don't feel like going to bed and I push it. And then we have little alarm clocks. We have two little girls who wake us up no matter what. They don't listen and say, hey, did you guys stay up late last night? No, they just get up when it's time to get up for them and I don't get the sleep that I need. Sleep is so valuable, yet we sacrifice it so easily for things of little value. So one thing we can do is we can establish good bedtime routines, something to start the momentum, start getting us going to bed at the right time. And we've gotta be really strict. We've gotta view it as a peanut allergy and get the sleep that we need to set us up for success. And then it goes to how do you start the day? You get a good night's sleep, that's the first step. Having a good day actually starts the night before with a good night's sleep, but then after that, how do you start the day? Do you start it frantically, running around, trying to get everything together? Do you try to run over and rock the baby and get the coffee poured in and pick out your clothes while looking at the clock every two seconds? That's how we do it lots of times, and, and, and the reality is we do that because we don't have everything organized ahead of time. 
And maybe you're one of those people that can function that way for me and for a lot of people that I know. That is not a healthy way to function. So maybe you start to function in a way where you get things prepared the night before as we're getting ready for our bedtime routine so that you know you're getting up in the right amount of time that you need so you're not rushed trying to get ready and trying to do everything before the work day or school day or day at home with the girls or the boys, whoever your kids are. You have to actually prepare ahead of time. So you gather what you need to. You have the coffee already set, ready to go. You have your clothes picked out. Whatever you need to. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. But for me, that's what I do. That's how I know I'm going to get up. I'm not going to have to scramble in the dark to find things. I'm going to be set up so I can give my attention to the right things that day. I can make sure that I'm focused on what I need to and I'm not scrambling and my mind's not worrying about if I'm getting everything done that I need to or if I'm forgetting something. I know that it's there. It's one less thing to get anxious about. And then the last two that I want to touch on really quickly is the need for exercise. The Mayo Clinic, they recommend 30 minutes or more of exercise three to five times a week. So they say to be a healthy adult, be in children and teenagers, I'm sure even more is required. I didn't look that up. But to be a healthy adult, to be able to do what your body needs, to be able to release chemicals that are good for your mind, you have to exercise. Exercise has the best benefits. It's like medicine for your body, for your mind, and doing anything. And, and lots of times when we think of exercise, we think of these hardcore sprinters on the track. We think of these CrossFit people uh, that are just, just going hard in the paint for an hour or however long. I've never done CrossFit. Or we think of these people who are throwing around these heavy weights. And yes, those are definitely exercises and you are able to do those. But exercise just includes anything that requires your body to work. Anything that causes you to use energy. So that can be walking. That can be working outside in the yard. That can be a lot of different things. Even washing the car. Different things that you're moving at a good pace, fast enough to work, and to cause you to burn some energy. That's really important, and it's only needed at least 30 minutes, three to five times a week. That's very doable. That right there is just an hour and a half if you were to do the bare minimum. That's so doable, and then you'll probably see the benefits of it, and you'll probably want to do it more. You'll probably want to do it three hours a week, and it's little time that you carve out in the day that makes a huge difference. You have control over that. You have 30 minutes before you go to work or school, the day starts, during lunch, during sometime in the evening or sometime in the afternoon. There's lots of times. You can even break that up throughout the day to where there's really no excuse not to get the medicine that we need through physical exercise. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch on something else is really important, and that's what we put into our body, what we eat. Our diet makes a really big difference in how well our body functions. It's really fuel, going back to gas tanks, fuel for our minds. It's what allows us to either have the energy that we need to sustain or can actually worsen our mood depending on what we're putting into our body. And that's not to say that we have to have these hardcore diets by tomorrow or anything or that we can't live with any fun and have, I, I love having a little bit of sugar, way too much just to completely cut that out. But there are healthy alternatives. There are steps that we can make to maybe take one type of thing out of our diet and to add one thing that would be good. And we can take little steps to where we're, we're starting to, hey, maybe for a snack, instead of eating this bag of potato chips, I'm going to eat an apple. And it still tastes good, 
but it's going to provide something for my body. It's going to be different fuel for my mind than something that isn't as healthy. And it's just little things like that that are kind of like, well, yeah, Jared, duh, but they make the biggest difference. Our sleep really matters. How we start our day really matters. How we exercise or just exercising in general really matters. And what we put into our body, what we eat, our diet really matters. Those are four things that we know that we need during the week. We know that we need those and we know how to do them. These aren't things that someone has to have this crazy knowledge of anything to be able to to do any of these four. You just have to be disciplined enough. It comes down to saying, you know what? I know how important this is for me. This is going to help me manage my mental health better. I need to do it. I need to just add these little things in because I know the world of difference that it's going to make. Because at the end of the day, God wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy what he's given to you. And the reality is that we aren't in control of our life. I don't want that to come across as managing it, as meaning you're in control of your life. Ultimately, you find life through your identity. It, it, once you receive salvation, you, you died with Christ. Now Christ lives in you. So it's completely depending on the, the strength that he gives. It's completely depending on the fact and knowing that God loves you, and that's not going to change. I mean, that's the foundational truth. We have to lean into Christ. We have to to look at every part of our life as, God, give me the strength. God, I want to just have more of you, and then the rest is going to flow out of that. But we can't just continue to do things that we know aren't good for us, aren't good for our mental health. And so that's why we partner together and we say, you know what, I'm going to do my very best. This is wisdom that God has given me. These are resources I have, and I'm going to use them knowing that it's going to help help me really be able to live the kind of life that I want to live. So that's my encouragement for you today. Uh, I didn't mean for that to be this lecture or that we're in this classroom, but I just felt really convicted that I just needed to share those four simple things that can make a big difference in your day, in your week, and in your life. Can't wait to see you next week. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with others so they can join us on this journey. I'll see you next time.